0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now what the government are definitely doing is making some of the most significant changes to pub licensing laws in decades. The Vintners Federation of Ireland say, in amongst all of this, that more needs to be done to protect older Irish pubs. Well our reporter, Eva Kearns, has been looking at how licensing laws dating back as far as the eighteen forties still shape how pubs operate today. My name is Jim Ryan of The Mill. Tonight is Thursday night, and we're having the session here in the pub tonight.
1: In Upper Church, County Tipperary, there's a pub there that people generally only hear about through word of mouth. It's not signposted, located on a long, narrow road, and you'd be forgiven for mistaking it as a well kept country home. Inside the half door, an open hearth burns, and by half past eight, you'd be lucky to find a place to stand in Jim of the Mills. But it operates only one day a week. Jim Ryan explains why.
0: Asher, we have enough for d- in the one night. It is just an accident that it became one night. Uh, I used to live and bring the drink here one time, you know, I live uh, down near Turlis. I used to bring up the drink in the booth of the care, so it kind of became awkward for me and... Um, I went back to Thursday night because um, I thought Thursday night would be a quieter night. Uh, but sure, it has turned out to be a, a busy night over the years.
2: One thing I noticed when I came in you've only one drink on tap. That's all. Why
0: is that? I'm sure there's no need for any more. We're, we're happy enough the way we are. <laughs> we, we, we've often been asked to put in a few more taps. The place is small, you know, it's very small. And, if we had more taps, I do how it would work.
1: Jim of the Mills pub is in existence since the 1830s and in the past operated as a mill and a grocer's for locals. It was also a public house where travelers would stop off on their
0: journeys. He explains what the rules were long ago. The function of a public house originally was for the public, what the word means. People were entitled to come in. That was part of the conditions of the licence. If they never took a drink and sit down and have water or whatever and rest for a while before they moved on.
1: So when it comes to a pub like this off the beaten track for many, how do you get the crowds?
0: It's an attraction for many people. Uh, the physical attraction of, of the pub, I suppose, uh, the fact that it, it is it has all retained all those kind of like the open fire and the flag floor and the setting and I suppose that's the main draw of it and people like to bring people because they know it is different and that we have the songs here and the old songs and people come here for that they know that I, that I sing a bit myself
2: Would you, would you sing a, a quick little air for me now before you <laughs> head, head in warm up the vocal cords now for the oh night Oh
0: god, I, I'll sing some little things I was born on the hillside by yonder flowing stream. Tis deeply pictured in my thoughts, my memories and dreams. It times nearly breaks my heart and gives me a troubled mind. In all
1: four corners of the island of Ireland, there are remnants of a time where the function of the Irish pub was somewhat different, bringing an added uniqueness to them. For example, there's a reason why you can still buy a pint at 7 o'clock in the morning in some towns and cities. The early houses were given recognition back in 1927 for people heading to early markets and fairs, and for those whose jobs meant they worked more unsociable hours. Many still exist in areas which once had bustling ports or a strong fishing trade. I reckon you'd be hard-pushed to find a sailor or a docker in an early house nowadays, so I headed to Malloy's on Talbot Street at 7am on a Monday morning to find out for myself.
0: Early in the morning, so early in the morning, so early in the morning before the break of day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm here every morning. It's the only one around here that's open this early morning.
2: Are you coming here long? Uh, over fifty years Everywhere. on the bu- on the bus or I what do you do? On the bus, yeah.
0: I had to get. I had to choose between that uh, Arthur Guinness and uh, driving, and I chose the Arthur Guinness. then twenty years, maybe 20 25 years, it's all changed. Oh yeah, and it's changed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was. Well, the there'd dockers, probably be the 10 area houses every morning. The twenty years. I was going on strike That's why they stopped the docks down here. They moved that out the draw. I think was it. The big ships yeah. came into yeah. the draw. That because all the dockers in Dublin were always going on strike.
2: And would there be still people now that would call in, you know, if they're finished a shift or whatever it might be, or starting a shift? Oh yeah,
0: do regular. We're living in a multicultural 24-hour society. There are people, more people finishing work now, this hour of the morning, than they were when the early house was first established in 1927. Uh, people who are working dealing with areas like Singapore and Australia, they're finished their working day. They want to relax, maybe have a drink or two with friends. So where do you go? The early house. More of them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and do you do you work late yourself?
0: I do night work. I'm a I'm a, I'm a night owl.
2: So having something like this, <laughs> is, it, fine is fine. it is it is it important to you?
0: Well it is otherwise if you drink drinking at home then I wouldn't come out at all Lisa if you drink in a pub you have a bit of comp- company a bit or something I don't have a television I don't want a television but well, no, it's an excuse to get out of the house
1: Just as there's a reason some pubs can operate from 7 o'clock in the morning there's also an historic reason why Manny decided to get into the business of funerals The Coroner's Act of 1846 mandated that bodies be brought to the nearest public house and refusal resulted in a sizeable fine This association established a connection between 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 the publican and the undertaker, something that still exists, particularly in rural towns and villages across the country. Jasper Murphy is the fifth generation of his family to operate McCarthy's pub and undertakers in feathered County Tipperary.
3: Yeah, well the business worked well together. It's funny, if you look back over the old books, you'd see the invoices for the, the old funerals, say going back to the early 1900s. And often people came in, actually I looked at one very funny one, they ordered the whiskey, the stout, the clay pipes, the tobacco, Biscuits, food, and everything on day one for the wake. They didn't come back to the following day and order the coffin. So <laughs> they were dragging it out a bit. So the coffin and the habit were ordered the following day. You had in villages back then shops like ours where you could literally buy a pound of tea or a coffin or a pint of stout. Or whiskey. You know, they, they, everything was there under one umbrella.
1: And of course, with the nature of the business, there was one question I had to ask.
2: Have there been any stories of ghosts or anything like that having <laughs> the two businesses uh, so close together? And, and as you said, there were people that were waked in the pub in the past.
3: I what the only thing that I ever saw that I can't explain was I was in the bar with one of the girls getting ready for Sunday lunch one day and a bottle flew off the shelf. So she got a bit freaked out and I said, listen, they're carbonated bottles. That's probably been moved 20 times since it was a a Diet Coke, since the Diet Coke went into that bottle. It fell off. I said, I've seen him explode, I've I've seen him fall. I said, there's a logical explanation for that. With that, another bottle left, but it landed about 25 feet away down the room. I said, right, I can't explain that one, but I'm sure there is a logical explanation.
1: All of the pubs I've visited have been in existence for around 200 years. But is there a fear that places like this will be lost? The president of the Vintners Federation of Ireland, John Clendenin, is looking at ways to protect these landmark
3: pubs. One initiative that we're actively pursuing is that pubs will be recognised as a UNESCO heritage status. Uh, and, you know, when you see the French getting the baguette On the list, uh, I don't see any reason as to why we can't be uh, confident about the the possibility of getting uh, the Irish pub on on the list. And I think there is an intangible feeling that when you enter a pub, you just don't know how your night is going to go. And there's that element of spontaneity. The Hard Shoulder
0: with Kieran Cuddy, with Nissan. Weekdays from four on
3: News Talk.